It's Arjun. Gonna try some video here to walk through my ROCE deep dive series. But before I get into it, some of you have asked why I started Super Spiked. Why go back to a somewhat more public facing role? Not sure there's any one reason, but my frustration with how everyone, investors, Wall Street more broadly, media, the oil and gas industry, the renewables and new energy industry, public policy types, really everyone, how they talk and discuss energy transition to me seems off, and in some cases way off. I don't subscribe to the false binary that you're either all about climate and new energy or all about fossil fuels and pretending nothing's happening. Neither binary outcome makes sense. We know we need affordable, secure, available energy for all, especially the 1 billion or so people that have nothing, the additional 2 to 3 billion people that are generally energy poor, and never mind the 2 billion people that will join Earth in the coming decades, mostly in currently non-rich countries. Something like 85% of our energy today comes from fossil fuels, and the absolute amount of energy we use goes up almost every year. We are going to need all forms of energy for a long time to come. But these realities are not an excuse to do nothing when it comes to climate and the environment. There is, in fact, a lot of low-hanging fruit uh, that could be grabbed, but we're not. I'm hoping Super Spike can be one of the voices of reason that brings a non-ideological, non-partisan perspective to the dual challenge of more energy, but ideally with less carbon. I am not an advocate. I am an analyst, an equity analyst at that. There is one exception, however, to that role. I am pro-capitalism, anti-socialism. So I'll start with my favorite slide, long-term returns on capital uh, for the energy sector. It's the blue line. It's a median return on capital for mostly Western companies, the majors, EMPs, independent refiners, I think a handful of service companies here. Uh, it's, that's the blue line charted against uh, the black line, real, uh, real WTI oil prices. A few points I want to make. First, Structural return on capital cycles are super long in the energy business, about 15 years up and 15 years down. Now, I understand that everyone is obsessed with oil and believes that it's all that matters. I'm here to dissuade all of you of that notion. It's not that oil prices don't matter. They do, especially for the short term. But long term, which I'm going to define as three plus years, capital allocation is far more important for energy equities. The oil price is just one, important, but just one variable for sure. It's hardly the whole story. Capital intensity, reinvestment rates, costs, taxes are all just as important to understand. Now, despite all the focus on trying to guess the macro, I find a focus on return on capital employed can actually give perhaps more interesting early warning signs about where the broader cycle is headed. Now, I haven't come up with a catchy enough marketing term here, so I'm going to call the early warning signs a bull steepening and a bear flattening. In the bull steepening, uh, it essentially means for a given level of oil prices, you demonstrate an improvement in returns on capital. The opposite is true in the bear flattening. Returns weaken uh, for a given level of oil prices. Now, in the bull, uh, the bull steepening, Cycle pessimism on the part of managements and industry in particular and investors, it leads to a reduction in capital intensity, reduced reinvestment rates, 
asset high grading, all good things for return on capital. The opposite happens in the bear flattening. Now I'm going to start with actually the, the pessimistic version, the bull, the, excuse me, the bear flattening. L look at, look at the red oval here, uh, 2006 to 2014. Um, it, it is, it is actually just shocking what happened to returns on capital. If you start with 2006, uh, this is back to nominal prices. Uh, it's an XY graph oil versus return on capital employed in 2006 at $66 oil. The industry showed a 22% return on capital. Look at 2008, uh, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. Returns fell as oil prices rose. Let me repeat that. As oil prices rose from the mid-60s in 2006 to a $100 oil environment, return on capital employed collapsed from what were very good levels upper teens to low 20% that we saw in the mid-2000s to a barely, maybe slightly better than cost of capital return of 10 to 11%, especially by the time you got to 2012, 13, and 14. Absolutely, absolutely shocking. This, to me, is the overwhelming reason the sector is less than 3% of the S&P. As, as we all will remember, from 2015 to 2020, this was a de facto not-for-profit sector. So yes, it's a lot of fun to blame President Biden, ESG, climate crazies, whoever you want for the challenges the sector is facing. And some of those groups or interests will matter perhaps for the decade go-forward outlook. But as far as the reason why here in 2021, or look back to last year or the, the coming year 2022, the number one reason the sector is out of favor is due to its very poor returns on capital over the last five years. Now, let's contrast this with the 1990s. So we're now going to go back to the, uh, we're going to go to the optimistic side of things. This is the same type of graph. X axis is oil prices, nominal terms against return on capital employed for the sector by year. Uh, and, and look at look at the 1990s. If you start in the bottom left, you can see the 1992 and 1993 data points. In the top right, you see where we were in 2001, 2000. It was essentially um, a range-bound environment. In nominal terms, 14 to $22 a barrel. Uh, returns on capital improved 3 to 4% from, uh, let's just call it 7 or 8% type level to what was a pretty decent for the environment, uh, 11 to 12% return on capital by the end of this period. Uh, and it was all for good reasons. You had cost cutting, you had asset high grading, you had uh, companies focused on not over reinvesting all good things. Another striking point here is at $18 nominal average WTI in the 1990s, $30 in real terms, and maybe the, the real price is the one to focus on, returns on capital ultimately at the end of the 90s were similar to what we saw in the $100 oil period of 2011 to 2014. Again, oil tripled. Returns on capital went nowhere. Now, in 2003, 4, 5, and 6, which you can see in this graph going from kind of the middle of the graph to the top right, returns on capital improved dramatically. This was the super, the super spike era, uh, the namesake for this very publication. 03, 04, 05, 06, absolutely spectacular period. Oil went up, 
returns on capital went up. However, and you'll recall from the last graph, the cycle from a return perspective actually peaked in 2006 at $66 nominal WTI. As we know, WTI went to $147 in July of 08. For the full year 2008, it averaged essentially $100 a barrel. That rise from 66 to 100, 06 to 08, returns on capital started declining. 06 was the peak of the cycle for the energy sector, even though the oil price didn't peak for a couple of years later. Now, what does all this say about the go forward view? If we look at the first nine months of 2021, nominal WTI averaged $65 a barrel. That's about the same that it averaged in 2018. In both periods, a return on capital employed for the sector was 7.5%. So you can say that, well, at least the sector stopped the bleeding. Um, if you adjust that to real oil prices, between 2018 and 2021, real oil prices are about $5 lower, and you're getting the same return. So there, there's some of those kind of early warning signs, uh, like we saw in the 1990s, that maybe something positive is going on here. But what this chart shows is really what makes me most optimistic about the go-forward return on capital outlook, which is sharply lower reinvestment rates. So the green line on the left axis is cash flow from the sector. Uh, the red line is CapEx. And look at the early, and the gray line is the reinvestment rate. Uh, it's basically CapEx divided by cash flow. If you're over 100%, you're spending more in capital than you're taking in as cash. If you're below 100%, you're generating free cash flow. You're spending less than what you're taking in. That's, that's the better place to be. Uh, I think some of you know that, but maybe not everybody. The reinvestment rate is the gray line on the right axis. This line was above 100% in 2014, 2015, and the parts of 2016. It has now collapsed to a 40% reinvestment rate. That is very, very encouraging that industry, perhaps on their own, perhaps pressured by investors, are focused on dramatically improved reinvestment and capital allocation, lower reinvestment rates, cost-cutting, asset-high-grading, all the good things we remember from the 1990s, there are elements of that that we're seeing here, uh, here in 2021-2022. And, and all of that is what gives me optimism that a new ROC super cycle on the way up uh, started in 2021. I, I'm going to stop here uh, to try and keep these updates of a somewhat manageable length, but just a few conclusions to close with. For equity analysis, return on capital employed is king. It's all that matters, ultimately. Even for a startup company, maybe they get a pass as they're building their business, but ultimately profits are going to have to follow. For a larger mature company, there is no good reason to not be full cycle corporate return on capital focused. Now, cycles can and will happen, especially in the oil business. So that there will be ups and downs, but a best-in-class company will earn its cost of capital let's just call that 8%, at the trough of the cycle. That is the gold standard. That is what I think every oil company should be striving to be. Can you earn your cost of capital at the trough of the cycle? So let me end this video the way I've been ending the write-ups, on a personal note. My initial return on capital training, or perhaps indoctrination, came from my colleagues at J.P. Morgan Investment Management, where I worked from 1995 to 1999. I will be forever in your debt for showing me the light 
on returns, normalization, cycles, and focusing on the long term. Thank you.